welcome to Music for Life Radio, where we transform your BS, your belief systems. I am Judith Pinkerton, a licensed music therapist, as well as a mother, a wife, daughter, sister, friend, and founder of Music for Life. I am delighted you have joined me as we explore together this themes or this month's theme of reset, realign, and begin again. Our guest today is a success expert who will help us understand what music works best for her when she looks at all aspects of her life being successful. I want to introduce you to Judy Ann Young. We, even though we both come from the same fabulous, extraordinary state of Alaska, we didn't actually meet up there. She's done so much up there with just working in the oil industry for 23 years, having escorted um, One World, One People International Women's Choir to Beijing, China back in the 90s. Um, she also went to Ghana and West Africa from Alaska to share Native Alaskan drums and a children's The Story of Two Mask book written by these children on the tour. She's done so much from conflict resolution mediator to creating her own one-woman show called When Spirit Cries. And we're going to go into so much more that she's actually doing down here in Las Vegas um, as we talk with each other about what it takes to have a life that evolves from one success point to another success point. Welcome to the Music for Life Radio, Judy Ann Young. Hi, Judith. How are you? It's an honor <laughs> to be here. Oh, thank you. We are going to have such a dance girlfriend through oh, our love for the state of Alaska, and it's just it's so mind-blowing to me that we lived up there during the same time period, even went to the same high school and never knew each other. Yeah, that is astonishing that we came 3,000 miles away, and we obviously must have lived within 10 miles of each other at one point, and we end up 3,000 miles away and we meet. <laughs> yeah, in fact, it was at a center that we have both grown to love and embrace where I was in the Welcome Center there, and you came in and we connected. Right. I, I'll never forget the day I walked in and you were hosting this Welcome Center. And you said, well, where are you from? And I said, Alaska. And you said, well, me too. And then you said, well, where'd you go to school? And I said, Diamond High. And you said, so did I. And it was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing oh. because just a few years, you graduated in 69, right? Eight. 68, so it was right when that school was built that you were the first, first graduating class. class. Yes. And I then it was for me four years later in 72 that I graduated, so we were that <laughs> close <laughs> in really proximity. Close. Yeah. Wow. Well, here so we I are know, again. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's it's interesting to notice, too, Judy Ann, that when – uh, we we embrace the state of Alaska as a, a place where our souls live. And I know we have a third sister 
um, who is also now in Las Vegas with us, who recently returned from Alaska, um, Marquita Pierre McAllister. And I know that she's already starting to shift and change about how she feels about needing to be up there versus where she's at now in Vegas. And so I ask you, too, what is your relationship right now with Alaska versus Las Vegas? Well, funny you should mention it. I was in Alaska in May um, to attend a graduation, and I realized it is a closed chapter in some ways. It will always be home. I still have family there, but I live in the present. I live in Las Vegas, and this is my home. I I love Alaska. I will always love Alaska. And like yourself, I have a plethora of strings that keep me attached. But I am, as they say, a graduate. I've graduated from that experience moving on as life evolves to a new experience, which means being a beneficial presence in the Las Vegas, Nevada community. Wow. Well, I guess since the both of you have recently been to Alaska and determined that that is what works for you now, that I'm going to have to make my sojourn up there soon in order to come to possibly the same conclusion because I still have this desire not to relocate back there but just feeling not in the same place that both you and Marquita have gotten to recently. So anyway, so that will be more of a journey to explore in future shows. (laughs) Yep, explore it. Yeah, and you know what? It's interesting, too, as we talk about success, is looking at all aspects of your life and where is there a hole, where is there a longing that's not being fulfilled that might be holding you back from experiencing all that you want. And so I recognize that that might be an area of my life that is holding me back because I still want to be in Alaska, but I understand that my work necessarily keeps me here in Vegas. So um, so I, I see I have work to do. It's just an opportunity to look at what emotional strings are pulling you to want to be in Alaska when you've clearly moved on. It's kind of like uh, looking at a map of somewhere you've been and now you're headed in a new direction, but you're looking at an old map. Um, can you fully be where you are if you're still with one foot in the past? And mm-hmm. I think for me what gave me an opportunity, when both of my parents made their transition and they were living in Alaska, that in a way kind of severed some of the strings for me. And so I was able to move on. And I know that you do a lot in Las Vegas, so it will be interesting to see how you go back and perceive your experience and relationship with Alaska. Yeah, yeah. And for me, both of my parents uh, were the final ones to move out of Alaska, and they're now up very much alive and well in uh, northern Idaho and Coeur d'Alene area. Um, so I absolutely, I still have friends up there and favorite places that I love. 
um, but I don't have family any longer up there, as I as I know both you and Marquita have. So that's it's really interesting for me to to notice that. And as we move forward into looking at you know, your life has evolved and passed through so many types of work, you, you know, from being in the oil industry, then into the insurance industry, and always having your fingers in other pies that fulfill other parts of you from motorcycling across the country, really? <laughs> and back. <laughs> and back. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just a one-way trip. <laughs> It was a round trip. <laughs> I see that you rode through 25 states in 27 days raising money for breast cancer research. Oh, my goodness. Yes, and uh, it was interesting because the experience started out one moving in one direction. We were raising money for breast cancer awareness, but there was a conflict between the organizer and the writers, and all of the writers when I succeeded from the union, so to speak. I didn't know these other writers, and we'd only been together like three days total, and they decided that they would come with me because I had experience, and I'd rode across country before. And so when I left, they said, we can't stay. We don't like the conditions, and they left with me. And we set new ground rules and notified their families, and we set about raising money and having fun. And we had a lot of fun. And like any group, we all had different strengths. So what we did was we relied on each other's strengths. And as I led them across the country, none of these women had ever ridden out of California. And I took over in a little town in Texas, Childress, Texas. And we began to ride from there, and we became a very solid unit, and we are still friends to this day. And that's wow. been six years ago. And how many women were there? There were five of us. Five. Wow. Right. Yeah. And it was exciting. It was very exciting. You know, to, to forge relationships in a new arena, um, it's kind of like having a traumatic experience with new people and something about that experience will never break those ties because you've you've um, survived <laughs> something exactly. that has been extraordinary. It, that's exactly what happened, Judith. Uh, it was a traumatic experience for all of us, and I decided to go because having ridden across country before, I was comfortable being on my own. And working in the oil industry, it had prepared me. My prior path prepared me to be where I was. I've been lost in snowstorms. I've, you know, I've had all kinds of experience. And I traveled internationally where I didn't know the language. So, you know, deciding to leave a group in Texas was a piece of cake. And these other women, you know, we had met and we liked each other, but we really didn't know or trust each other. But they trusted me enough to say, we're going with you. And I said, okay, let's do this. And it was fun. 
Wow. So when we look at the principles required to live successfully, what are some tips that you've uncovered from your own life experience that our listeners would just go, oh, yeah, I want to do that. I need to do that. One of the tips that I will tell people is never negate your prior experience. Everything that you have done is a tool that will prepare you for future endeavors. For example, I worked in the oil industry. When I moved to Nevada and Allstate recruited me to open an insurance agency, I thought, I don't know anything about insurance. But once I learned the basics of insurance, the principles of running the business were the same principles that I used as a training advisor, coordinator, and having a training budget. Stay within your budget, manage your risk, and be profitable and produce results. They were principles that are transferable. All the knowledge you gather in a lifetime is transferable, and people negate that. They say, well, I've only been a housewife. Well, you learned how to manage a budget. You learned how to multitask. You learn how, definitely learned how to give instructions and orders. So, you know, you really have skills that people all the time negate their potential and they negate their experience. And that's the biggest drawback I see people. They always go to the default of, I don't know how. That's the ego talking. Your inner compass, your inner guide, your inner truth always knows, always knows. And it's our ego that says, I don't know how. So I know that you've got some music that you will use to help anchor yourself when you're feeling like the past doesn't matter or you're not connected to life or honoring what you have brought forward. And I'm wondering if this might be a good time to look at that. There's a song that you use for spiritual uplifting and to connect with that oneness with life. Yes. It's Remember River Rising. And every time I hear this song, I remember that I'm never doing it alone, that there is order in the universe, there is possibility and abundance, All I have to do is remember it's here and tap into it. So that song always reminds me that I am being divinely guided, that I'm not in this race alone. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, there are pieces of music that I use for that, and they always are just loving reminders. Mm Mm-hmm. So in the music medicine system, the song belongs in kind of a cross between soothing and energizing because it starts off slow and then it shifts into energizing where you're just like up and dancing and feeling good and centered and all of that. It's a it's a fabulous song. Our listeners can connect to the link to it on the Music for Life blog, which is a link on this radio show that they can go to. So I love that. Thank you for bringing that one forward. And then there's something about 
you know, when we when we feel blocked, um, that we just can't think of what we might be good at next or opening ourselves up to the possibilities, that you've got a song here that connects you with creative thinking. So tell us how you've used that, Paco Bill's Canon and D. Well, it's interesting because about 25 years ago, I took a workshop, and they were giving us these processes and exercises, and they always played this piece of music. And they explained that the tempo of this music opens the neurons in the head and allows your brain to relax and be more creative and to get out of the fight and flight mode. So what I do is when I'm doing something where I want to think out of the box, be extremely creative, I put on soothing classical music that has a tempo that is more in alignment with the brainwave. And there are no words to get in the way. There's nothing for me to interpret. It's just soothing, relaxing, and I have done amazing things to this particular piece of music, and I have used it in teaching classes. I play it in the background, and I've seen the effect that it has had on people, especially if they're learning something or doing something that's very foreign to how they normally function. It's interesting with this particular piece of music for any listeners um, that are going to respond like I am right now. Paco Bell's Canon in D is a very familiar piece for musicians, especially string instrument, violin, viola, cello, bass, because we played it ad nauseum (laughs) for graduations, for weddings, for all of that. And I remember years and years and years ago when people started including this as the top hit to use for relaxation. And I remember thinking, how come I'm not feeling relaxed from this? (laughs) And so for those of you that might go, nah, not so much. So you'll be able to hear this particular arrangement that you selected on YouTube, again, by going to the Music for Life blog uh, website and, um, and see what it does for you. And just know that if you don't get relaxed from it, that you're not crazy that there is something else going on for you and it's very possible that a music medicine pill might be necessary in order to get to that place that you want to go to as a result of what you heard about Paco Bell's Canon and D being able to take you to that place. There might be some other things you can do instead that might include it or something else. And so, yes, I think that generally Paco Bell's Canon and D is a fabulous piece to use because it puts you, it's a, it's a, between a tempo of 55 to 70, depending on who's playing it, how fast. And um, what happens is you're able to get to the alpha state. And the alpha state uh, measures brain waves between 8 and 13 hertz. And we call that relaxed awareness, where it's easiest to learn information um, and to really relax ourselves from that beta state of alert, active thinking um, that we need to be able to reset, realign ourselves. In fact, there's another state of consciousness that you can go to below alpha called theta where you're really able to dissolve emotional tension 
at that point. Um, so at the alpha state, we're still very much aware, but a very relaxed awareness where um, it's easier to absorb information and retain it in the alpha state of awareness. So I can see why you use this piece of music, Judy Ann, for establishing a, a reset for creatively thinking and being able to think maybe outside the box. Yes. Um, a matter of fact, Judith, uh, if I can be so bold as to mention the man that introduced me to this music, he is highly successful and known throughout the world. He has a series called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Robert Kiyosaki was one of my first mentors, and he was the first one who introduced me to this music. And he is very artistic, very creative. And at the time I met him, it was pre-Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But he was doing other things he was doing a course called Money and You, and he used this piece of music to inspire us to think as we were doing some problem-solving exercises. And the so course I was Money So <laughs> I learned from someone who was very successful. I'm laughing because I'm now wondering if you and I were in the exact same workshop with him. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We may have been. <laughs> it was it was back in 1989 that he played Paco Bell's Canon in D. He's the one I'm referencing. And everybody I'll, else is like, oh, yeah, that works for me. And I'm like, how come it's not working for me? <laughs> it's so funny. No, I actually took his workshop like in 1985. Okay. Yeah. He still called it Money and You when I attended it in 19, was it 19, must have, must have been before that because I was already, no, I think I must have attended it just before I moved down to um, Vegas. Anyway, uh, yeah, it was still called Money and You. So that is so funny. So here we've just found another intersection <laughs> that we didn't know about. Well, we were That we didn't life. know about. That's where I attended his leadership academy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a number of things with Robert Kiyosaki. And he was the first one to ever tell me, Judy Ann, the world needs you to show up in your life. And I, I, it, it was so riveting because no one had ever told me I was important to the world. Mm. And I got it when he said it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah thank you, Robert Kiyosaki. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, a, he's an amazing man. I'll never forget you know, someone trying to put an arrow in his chest and it broke. Or, broke. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, when he did it for us, he did it at his throat, at his oh. throat chakra. And he had someone pressing this arrow in the center of where his vocal cords are, uh-huh. his voice box is. And as they pushed this arrow, I just saw it shatter. And I was in awe. The man, yeah. I, I was like, okay, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. It was amazing. And then to find out that his wife regularly does firewalks, you know. So way, way, way back then, this is decades ago, they were the forerunners of how to think differently, how to think outside the box for success. So, wow, interesting. So as we look at this um, class that you're going to start teaching um I know that oh. if 
people aren't able to start immediately this week that you might allow them to start the following week because we're wanting people to be aware of the principles for successful living and why this particular course at this particular time is essential for people. What other tips would you like to share in the couple minutes that we've got left? Well, it's really important that we know that we can create a better world, but it always starts with us. And, you know, we have to be awakened to our individual consciousness. No one is coming to save us. We, we are not victims. We are survivors. We are thrivers. And it always starts with us. So what I'm teaching people is I'm introducing them to the awareness of going beyond where they are, taking calculated risk. Because if you cannot risk, you cannot grow. If you cannot grow, you cannot be your best self. And if you can't be your best self, you can't succeed. And if you can't succeed, you can't be happy. And if you're not happy, what else matters? So this is about teaching people to expand their consciousness, to recognize the possibilities and the potential within themselves and never negate your experience. So how can people find out about this class? They could just go to the the website, and we can include the website on the blog, but it's the Center for Spiritual Living, Southern Nevada. And some people will refer to it as a church, but truly for me, being involved in the movement for like 26 years now, it's a village of people who desire to be with people of like mind, people of like mind who want greater peace, joy, happiness, success in their lives. And this is the village of people. So this is we'll village. Just, just steer them to that website and they can find out how to register there. Yes, there's actually a prerequisite course which is it'll blow your doors off because it introduces you to you from the inside out. It's all about doing some of your own personal exploration, especially if you've gotten stuck somewhere and you keep having the same situation occur over, the people change, the faces change, location changes, but the same end result of you feeling bad about you there's a prerequisite course that allows you to demystify the BS that is running your life, and that's the belief systems, the things that don't support you, the things you've inherited from your culture, your gender, your race, and your family. It even introduces you, what is your relationship with money? 90% of us have relationships with money based on what we learned growing up. There's never enough. Money is evil. I have to steal from you so that I can have. These are just belief systems. And if yours aren't supporting you, explore and realign and explore the truth of what works in your life. Yes, so foundations is the prerequisite to this Principles for Successful Living, and I highly recommend taking it. I've taken it more than once, and it just is such a reminder about centering and accepting belief systems that are absolutely supportive. And I know that we had one more music selection for hyping ourselves up. 
So if you if you feel like you need to get a little shot of adrenaline, Uptown Funk uh, with Bruno Mars is one of your preferred pieces of music, right, Judy Ann? <laughs> it is. I'm an avid motorcycle rider, and when I take to the highway, I always play upbeat music. The wind is in my hair. The sun is on my back, and it's it's where I go to be at one with all of life, humanity, and the open highway. Get <laughs> ready. Thank you, Judy Ann, for sharing your experiences of how to become more successful in your mind so that the out picture is also of success. On Music for Life Radio, you've been listening to Music for Life with Judith Pinkerton, where we transform BS, belief systems. To connect with us before the next show, go to our website at www.musicforlife.us for more information. Till we meet again, notice how you purposefully self-medicate with music to transform your BS.